Hello, EKN Nation. It is a new edition here of the EKN Outlap, episode number 37. It's March the 30th, 2022. And we are just uh, really one day away from getting on a plane and heading to New Orleans for the opening round of the 2022 Supercarts USA Pro Tour. The Winter Nationals uh, will take place this coming weekend, ironically in the same city that uh, March Madness will cap off, the NCCA uh, Men's Basketball Tournament wrapping up this weekend in the same city, which is really, really weird. Um Let's, uh, but number one, if you haven't, if you haven't listened to one of these podcasts before our, our outlaps, so welcome. Uh, these are essentially our preview podcast for what is an upcoming EK and trackside live event. The Scusa pro tour winter nationals, the being the case today. Uh, awesome for, if you're driving to work, whatever, you know, it's just, or get your cart ready. Uh, these podcasts will bring you up to speed on what's happening, uh, in this upcoming weekend event. And again, as I said, the Pro Tour Winter Nationals getting set to go this weekend, April 1st to 3rd. This edition of the Outlap Podcast presented by the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. If you want to improve your results, it's time for professional instruction and coaching at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. Located at the state of the art Speed Sports Racing Park just north of Houston. The Allen Rudolph Racing Academy offers custom coaching programs for newcomers and experienced racers alike. Train with a champion with over 30 years of racing experience to get proven results. Get ready for the big races by training with the best. Reserve your dates now by calling 866-607-RACE. That's 866-607-7223. So again, my, 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 my name is Rob Howden with David Cole, as always, in the virtual online EKN studio. Uh, David, the uh, 2022 Supercarts USA Pro Tour about to begin. Winter Nationals, Spring Nationals, Summer Nationals. Winter Nationals this weekend, Ola Motorsports Park in Avondale, Louisiana. But you, my friend, will not be with me this weekend. It's crazy. I will be on holiday, as you finally put it. Oh, you in mean our... vacation? Yes, as I was just <laughs> getting you back for that. Yeah, yes. so, um, yeah, I will be on vacation. Uh, it's Unfortunately, I scheduled this way before the uh, the um, scheduling for 2022 was announced uh, because it's the only spring break week that we have and, and our family. So it, uh, it it has to be on this week. Unfortunately, yes, I will not be uh, oh. at the Winter Nationals. But same as last year, I was not there due to scheduling conflicts once yeah. again. Yeah. And so, yeah, two these will be my two uh, Pro Tour races that I've my third actually because i did miss the summer nationals in 20 in 2010 due to a rotax grand uh, grand nationals <laughs> there you go so yeah obviously the, the the dates have moved around uh for the first number of winter nationals it was the first weekend of march uh then it can move to, to a different date last year now into april for the first time this year april 1st 2nd and 3rd uh nola motorsports park a fantastic pro a fantastic racetrack so many passing opportunities uh it, it's a longer racetrack we'll talk more about that in a bit uh for those of you who don't know, the Scusa Pro Tour, three uh, events, six round championships. Of course, rounds one and two coming uh, this coming weekend. Six, uh, 13th season, David, for the championship. All started back in 2010. We were there for that first ever race, the Spring Nationals at Sonoma. We've covered all the races since then. But the fifth edition of the Winter Nationals, because earlier in the Pro Tour days, there was the Spring Nationals, the Summer Nationals, and Scusa actually used the Super Nationals and those results. Uh, as part of the uh, part of the program, they wanted to get away from having a championship crowned at the Supernats. Drivers kind of had to run a little differently, uh, so they brought in the Winter Nationals uh, uh, back in 2017. So the fifth edition of this Winter Nationals, and one of the ironic things is, 
there wasn't one one year, obviously. <laughs> and, and David, you were there for that one, and uh, it kind of got canceled up from underneath you. Yeah, that was going to be the one uh, pro tour race that you were going to miss. Mm-hmm. You were in St. Pete. I was at NOLA, and that is when COVID-19 happened. Yeah. So uh, we were all there. We got the uh, the practice day going and almost completed before they shut us down that Friday. Uh, as we all know, when, when COVID began and really you know took the world by storm. And yeah, th- this will be uh, number five for the Winter Nationals. Like you said, that was great to see the transition of ending the pro tour at the super nationals and making it a standalone series. Because again, that super nationals drivers certainly had to drive a lot differently than they do now where, you know, drivers are thinking points, especially those in the championship hunt where the 98% of the field was going for a win. So yeah, it, it brought, it brought up some interesting scenarios uh, during those first, what, seven seasons of uh, using the super nationals. Now, with the winter nationals in place, you got the spring nationals and summer nationals. It's a great six race series. Yeah, indeed. And and the great thing is it, we're in a place right now where we have a lot of stability uh, in the programs we have. And, you know, the, people that have been around the sport for three, five, seven years don't remember the days when uh, national national programs would last maybe two to three years. There would be some industry uh, conflict, chaos, whatever it may be. And a new series would start and nobody ever knew where they were going. Start was a, a skews of promoto tour, then the stars of Cardi Championship, then CKI, and then you know, then that uh, came back, of course, uh, with Tom Kutcher in 2010. But we're in a place now where we have these long running programs 13th season, uh, for the Supercarts USA Pro Tour, the 15th season just getting wrapped up for the uh, uh, for the challenge of the Americas. What is it now for USBKS, David? Is this the 10th season for USBKS? 10th season, yes, yeah, yeah so 10th like, season. We're a decade. We're a decade with really solid, stable race uh, racing series, which is awesome for the for the industry. It is, you know, and, and you add in, you know, all the number of one off races such as Rock Island Grand Prix going into what I think the 27th edition. You got yep. the Quincy Grand Prix going again. We had the Battle of the Brickyard. Unfortunately, that's not here. Hopefully that'll come back. But a number of other, you know, the regional programs that uh, are still going strong and kind of reinventing themselves or, or recoming, you know, kind of rejuvenating themselves and coming back after a couple of year hiatus. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, again, people say karting isn't a bad place. I completely disagree. It's in a too. great place right now. So let's uh, get back to looking at the winter nationals again, as we said, the fifth edition of this race, uh, weather this coming weekend, looking upper eighties, uh, upper seventies, low eighties. So temperature wise, pretty solid. But you look at that Saturday forecast day where there's, uh, you know, anyway, between a 40 and a 50% chance of rain, depending on where you look at. It's New Orleans, right? You're right there on the water. We get it. You're, we're, you know, we're, we're at uh, essentially at sea level. Uh, I'm hoping, hoping it's not too, too bad. Uh, and that we just, if we get rain, we just get rain and, and, it doesn't get too crazy. I don't want tents flying all over the place. Let's put it that way. Well, unfortunately, that's the issue right now. They're getting uh, blasted with some high winds uh, at the racetrack today and, and throughout the area. There's a big band of storms that are that are pushing through not only that area, but all the way up uh, into the Midwest. So um, that's kind of the concern right now. So hopefully it gets through today and doesn't affect, uh, you know, the wind doesn't affect the, the weekend for for uh, when racing begins. Let's have a look at this race. Once we do get there, we're running the 1.1 mile, 17 turn racetrack in the counterclockwise direction. Uh, this, this, well, I've said this before, this racetrack races really well, as you know, David, the big, big long back straightaway. A lot of the corners to be super fast, 
you run a wide entry. So that opens the inside up, right? So you get a lot of over-unders. There's a lot of overtaking. Uh, and in the races you've been there, and, and I've been there for, of course, the race, the track hosted uh, the Rotex Grand Finals back in 2013. We were there. Um, it just It's a great racetrack in terms of uh, the ability to overtake. Yeah, the long straightaway helps keep people together a little bit with the draft. And then you go through the rest of the racetrack. And it's a lot of back and forth and there's curb jumping, obviously, you know, I I don't think there's a track now that we don't go to that (laughs) doesn't involve some type of curb jumping, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of back and forth. I think that's the key element. So I think you'll see a lot of race group racing, uh, a lot, you know, a lot of groups racing at the front together. Uh, I don't really see people that are going to really stand out and kind of break away uh, it's kind of hard with the draft of the long straight. And again, the back and forth, back and forth, um, you know, unless people race and don't work together and allow somebody to kind of get away, that's, I think that's going to be the only reason we see kind of the breakaway uh, races that happen over the weekend. So the event schedule Thursday and Friday, uh, we have practice uh, five rounds on the day, seven, uh, pardon me, four, seven minute sessions and an extended 12 minute sessions to wrap up the day. David, the last session on Friday as well. Uh, they'll use they'll they'll use that to grid up for qualifying too. Yeah, it's uh, the longer session, but you got to expect everybody will be on brand new tires, so it'll kind of be a qualifying uh, stint, but also an opportunity to kind of gauge how the tire goes for that long distance. Because as we look into Saturday and Sunday, pre-finals are going to be ten laps, eight laps for cadets, and then the main events are twenty laps long. 18 for cadets. So some long races because you figure a 1.1 mile racetrack at 20 laps, you're going to be on track for 22 miles, literally probably close to a half hour full of racing. Yeah. That's a lot of racing for sure for these main events. And again, full races on Saturday and Sunday rounds one and two of this year's Supercarts USA Pro Tour. Okay, our time for our first break here. Again, this edition of the uh, EKN Outlap featuring the Supercarts USA Pro Tour Winter Nationals brought to you by the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. When we get back, we'll have a look at the numbers. We've got the entry lists. Uh, we'll let you know where we are pre-entry-wise. It all started in 1994, when former successful kart driver Albino Perlin decided to move his passion for karting from the track to his small workshop. That's when Perlin was born. Fast forward 20 years and Perlin's passion for the sport led to the company rejoining international competitions as a factory team in WSK and CIK FIA races with the aim of enhancing the research and development process, immediately achieving notable results around Europe, North America and Asia, becoming the CIK FIA Asia Pacific KZ champion in the same year. Parallel USA is North America's source for Parallel products, and we run a factory team at all of the major Supercarts USA and Rock Cup USA events. The Parallel chassis lineup for 2021 includes the Invader Shifter, the Le Mans Tag Single Speed Chassis for Junior and Senior Classes, and the 28mm Mini Cart for the Cadet Classes. Parallel has been winning races all over the world. And it's on top of the podium in the USA as well, with drivers like Kai Sorensen, Mateus Arjuela, and Alessandro de Tullio. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a Parolin. For more information, head to ParolinUSA.com. History. Success. Family. 
Those are the three words that describe Comet Cart Sales, one of the longest tenured carting businesses in the United States. The family-owned operation is located just outside of Indianapolis, and they have provided carts, parts, and services for thousands of racers throughout their near six decades of business. Comet's online store features everything you need, continually adding new parts to their product line. Comet Cart Sales attends dozens of karting events every year, offering trackside service for racers and families. Karting veterans Mark Dismore Jr. and Gary Lawson provide one-on-one -on -one driver coaching and tuning assistance for each trackside customer. The engine building business, Comet Racing Engines, has won countless major events and championships over decades of karting, and they continue to offer the best trackside service in the industry. Make sure you head to CometCartSales.com or call them at 317-462-3413 to be a part of the Comet Cart Sales family today. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, the Outlap Preview Podcast of this weekend's Supercarts USA Winter Nationals at NOLA Motorsports Park. Uh, David, people were wondering what we were going to see in terms of numbers. Last year, the opening round at, uh, at NOLA, 211 entries. They've uh, bumped that up by pretty much 10%, 224 pre-entries coming in. So pretty solid numbers for Supercarts USA. They kind of settled in there, right, at that, that 225 to 240 mark in terms of the pro tour. Well, looking at the winter nationals, I kind of dove a little bit deeper. I'll, I'll go into kind of general numbers. It's been over that 200 mark. Um, this is actually the largest uh, entry total that we've had over the five editions. Um, if you recall 2019, we were actually at Cal speed. We opened it up uh, in Fontana, California for the winter nationals. So it's the only year that we weren't at uh, Nolan motorsports park. But aside from that, it's always been over that 200 mark. Last year, we were at 211, uh, which is where we we're around at for 2018. The opening uh, Winter Nationals in 2017 was at 221. Uh, and then the COVID year, we we're at 193. And I think we were, we had at track entries to, to kind of bump it over that 200 mark. But it's never it was never an official event. So uh, we'll, we'll just kind of put an asterisk next to that. So. But uh, when you look at it, yeah, over 200 every year, and this one being the largest in, the, in those five editions. Uh, Scoos always gets a pretty good uh, run of the drivers in the cadet category. 23 in the Micro Swift class will have 39 in mini. Uh, and un unlike the West Coast, David, in terms of junior and senior 125cc liquid-cooled tag racing, there's good numbers, right? 31 in, in X30 junior, up a little bit from last year, and 45 total in X30 senior. So, uh, both of those categories pretty strong. Yeah, they certainly are, you know, kind of very similar to what we saw at USPKS back uh, at the beginning of March where the numbers were big. In these two categories, they are uh, staying that way and actually increased from last year's Winter Nationals uh, with 31 in X30 Junior up. That's up four and then up six in X30 Senior. So uh, again, increase in those numbers. So but I think a lot of it, West Coast drivers are coming out and doing the, you know, the pro tour because, again, it's national program and that, uh, you know, kind of focusing, they're focusing their 125 programs on just the pro tour itself. Yeah, you know, when and let's move on to the Masters categories. I find this really interesting because, when you know, when, when this, the pro tour started, the Masters categories were, were a big, big part of the pro tour. It really was the only place 
for masters drivers to race nationally, right. To get that, you know, that, that top level national program uh, that's fallen by the wayside so much lately. And, and to the point where I think this is probably the smallest numbers we've ever seen on the pro tour, only five drivers right now signed up for X30 master and only six in the master shifter category. And when I look at those numbers, I, I kind of, I'm pretty sad, a little disappointed because just that master's level racing 30 and up was a really big part of the culture of the pro tour when it first started. Well, as you said, it was the only place that you could go master racing. You know, it was the only place that was really designated for the older drivers, the the, the elder drivers. And, you, you know, it's where we saw the super master category created. So, again, now that you see master class everywhere, I mean, we just had I think they just had record numbers at the Texas Sprint Racing Series with uh, let me, let me get the number here, tw- uh, 18 in the KA 100 masters class. So they've never had those kind of numbers before. So that's kind of what, what I think we're seeing kind of similar to what we see with the senior and junior ranks. A lot of these master drivers are going hundred CC racing Yeah, and, well, they're, and, they're, and they're staying home too. Yeah. You know, they're staying at the local and regional level. Well, again, that's what Nash, that's what the national program is all about, right? So you, you've got your your club level, you've got your regional level, and then ideally all the regions, top five guys from all your regions, are going to go national level racing, and that's where you get the numbers. But indeed, I think I think the X the whole extra the whole, the whole one twenty five cc tag program is just down everywhere when it comes to masters drivers, David. We didn't see a lot at the Challenge of the Americas either. I think we we have six or seven there, um, and just five here at the Pro Tour as well. So. Maybe indicative of a of a kind of a wave that we have of masters drivers because you know we you know back in the in the, the last decade you know there were some big dogs that we used to see in the, the decade before. Right now we're just not we're not seeing the guys that were super you know the the big dogs in 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 tag senior. We're not seeing those guys jump into, into the masters categories. Well, again, kind of like what we see with cadets. You know, we see the numbers go up and down, up and down. And right now we're on an uptick in in those numbers. And we're now in a downtick for masters. You know, it's a different uh, era of our sport, certainly. And and it's a different generation that are turning 30. You know, they're more, you know, people are starting families a little bit later. So maybe that has something to do with it. There's a lot of other different factors. You know, obviously you have to have a job to go racing. So a lot of those those guys are wrenching on go-karts now, too. And that's exactly it. They're they're in the industry rather than actually uh, com- participating and becoming a competitor. But again, like I said, there's plenty of different options to go masters racing. Look at the international level. They yep. just now added KZ uh, master category for uh, the world championship. So it's it's obviously something that you know people are gravitating towards. You know, in promotion, unfortunately, you still have to. It's, you know, people are picking and choosing. And, and unfortunately the, the pro tour is kind of suffering right now in, in the, at least those two categories. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll see an uptick in, in, the, in the future. I, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Maybe they'll change X 30 master to KA 100 yeah. master. Now that we're getting that, that bot, that base level, uh, group of numbers that could help, you know, f- uh, uh, present, a, a, a category at the national level. You have to have the pool, right? That's one of the yeah. things about the national level is that you're supposed to run the rate that the classes that are run throughout the country. That way, everything feeds up, right? You don't run a, you know, you can run a class just by itself, but normally, if you draw from the regions, you run the same category. So, if we're in an ebb and flow position where people are moving to the KA100 Master category, if I were Scusa, I'd be sitting down in the off season saying, "Hey, you know what? Why don't we bring in? Why don't we get rid of X30 Master and go KA100 Master? You, you double your entries for sure, I would think." Uh, so that's a possibility. Yeah, 
and right. and they tried to during COVID. And unfortunately, that was COVID. Um, you know, yeah. they they brought in the K100 Masterclass during the, the the summer festival we had at Newcastle. Unfortunately, only three people, or maybe even four, uh, partake partook in that double weekend. So it wasn't the right time to kind of introduce that new category. So maybe 2023 could be it. Possibility. Uh, K100 junior and senior, very strong as well. 31 in the junior category, 25 drivers in senior. Up one from last year in junior and down a, ha- a handful in K100 senior. That's kind of the numbers we've seen at the Winter winter Series as well for the for the uh, Scusa drivers. So 25 in total in those categories. And David, I, what I'm liking is 19 pro shifters. Pretty solid. Yeah, I because I wasn't there last year. I don't recall the numbers that were in the category. So to go from 16 to 19 is a great positive. Um, you know, something, you know, it looks like the KZ program is helping yeah. uh, with this uh, growth and people are more gravitated towards being, you know, at the top echelon of the sport. And that is KZ competition. So um, and there's some number of drivers that are going to be in it too. So it's good, solid, uh, competitors and, and obviously the fastest package you can drive. Again, 224 pre-entries and they normally get a handful of walk-ups. So they may get to two thirty before the, uh, weekend rolls on and we get going official on Saturday morning. Uh, time for another break though. When we get back, we'll actually dive into the categories, have a little look at the entry lists. We'll go through X30 senior, KA 100 senior and pro shifter after this quick break. In karting, it's important to be supported by the right people. With over 40 years of experience in the sport, Trinity Karting Group has everything you need to make your program successful. We do it all, and we do it right. Trackside support and arrive and drive programs at many of karting's biggest East Coast events, full product sales and service, and professional coaching from our experienced staff. Trinity Karting Group is a full-service operation based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, which gives us access to our custom-designed driver training facility. This allows us to offer private one-on-one coaching to take you to the next level. From arrive and drive and coaching programs to the parts you need, let Trinity Karting Group provide you with customer service and a racing experience second to none. Trinity Karting Group is an official Kart Republic race team providing full trackside support at all the major USA karting events, including the Scusa Pro Tour, United States Pro Kart Series, Scusa Super Nationals 25, and other events throughout the 2022 season. TKG has in stock Kart Republic, IAMI, MG Novinko tires, and more products for those in Ohio and the Midwest region. Trinity Karting Group has a long history of the sport, a winning pedigree, and we're dedicated to driver development. We take pride in our professional approach and our positive attitude. Let us build a custom race program for you. Give us a call at 513-421-4463 or check us out online at trinitycardinggroup.com. Are you ready to go from carts to cars? Since 1975, the Skip Barber Racing School has taken great drivers and made them champions. Today, we're proud to welcome the next generation of winners. Make the transition from carts to cars with the Skip Barber Formula Race Series. You'll compete at the most iconic tracks in America. Race weekends include your very own equalized Formula 4 race car, a professional crew, expert instruction, video and data analysis, hospitality, and more. This is the place to fulfill your dream of becoming a champion. Sign up today by calling 866-932-1949 or visit us at skipbarber.com. 
Welcome back to the ECAN Radio Network, our Outlap Preview Podcast of this coming weekend, Supercarts USA Winter Nationals. We have the pre-entry list for you. David, let's get started with X30 Senior. 45 entries and an opportunity for Hannah Greenmeyer to run that national number one and defend that championship that she was able to win last year. Uh, a number of different winners last year as well, though, right? Five winners in six races, Diego Ramos, Connor Zilich, Ryan Norberg, Hannah Greenmeyer, and Nate Cicero all getting race wins. Uh, I'm looking forward to what should be a really strong weekend this year with 45 drivers in X30 Senior. Yeah, four of the five drivers are going to be in the field this weekend. As you mentioned, Greenemeyer defending that national number one plate with, uh, you know, four-time uh, defending champ or four-time former champion uh, Ryan Norberg winning, the only driver to win twice last year. He ended up finishing in the uh, in the third spot in the championship. Unfortunately, he had two DNFs, which uh, kind of cost him a shot at the title and allowed Greenemeyer to grab that, uh, that, champ- that first championship for her along with getting that first pro tour victory, uh, in Utah. So she almost had a first pro tour victory at the winter nationals last year. (laughs) I believe it was a pushback bumper that took the victory away and gave it to Diego Ramos. If uh, if I recall correctly, no, you're exactly right. So, uh, line it up. Uh, You know, one of the things we'll look at David throughout these, um, these preview class previews, and you've added all them into the notes here that the Texas Sprint Racing Series, a Supercarts USA and IKF a regional program, raced actually at Nola this past weekend. They thankfully had fantastic weather uh, and a lot of racing. They didn't have they they don't run the shifter card categories there, so uh, we all we won't be able to obviously talk about that. But you do have the notes of who were the top three at that event leading into this weekend, which I think is I think is key, right, to see which drivers have good speed already before we head into the weekend. Well, they obviously are a step ahead of those who weren't there. You know, they got a good setup, especially those who were successful. Those who were there and weren't, uh, they have an idea of what not to do. And and that's always sometimes a good thing going in into a pro tour weekend is having those notes in your in your back pocket uh, to be able to uh, compete on the weekend. And it was Pauly Massimino. We talk about him nearly every outlap we have <laughs> with either the USPKS or excuse me, Pro Tour as one of those drivers to watch. He was able to pull off the victory over Dante Yu with Ryan Norberg right there in the third position. So it was a great fight between those three drivers uh, for the main event on on this past Sunday. Uh, and you can expect to see Massimo and Norberg up there and great to see Dante Yu coming back. Yeah, Dante, you with uh, Ryan Perry Motorsports. Uh, if you look at the if you look at the lineup here, David, anybody else? Who, who, who do you want to throw out there? We know we know Hannah Greenmeyer is going to be strong, as we said. Uh, you, you talked about we talked about the guys that already did really really well, but there's you know you look at some of the guys that were really good at the, at the Winter Series. I think are guys we have to watch out for. This could be a big year for Alessandro Detulio with with Peril in USA. He was really strong. Um, at Homestead. Now, it's it's a track he knows very well, but Parallel USA lining up pretty good for this year. Yeah, he's he's been one to watch. Uh, he's making his uh, car debut. He's moving up into the USF Juniors program, so he's going to have to uh, dabble with that going from cars to carts sure. uh, to open up the year at the Pro Tour, so we'll see if he's able to juggle that quickly but uh yeah he's been quick at his home track in homestead we'll see uh we'll see how he does in uh in nola and like you said you know ramos is coming back so he he had a victory there um what the one name that uh obviously sticks out for me marion kremers yeah the uh the the, the dutch driver racing under psl karting on the burrell art chassis didn't quite perform well last weekend at texas sprint racing series uh, but uh, you can't really count him out. Uh, he's 
certainly uh, knows his way around the racetrack. And this isn't his first pro tour race in the X30 senior division. If you recall, he did a little dabbling back in when he, I believe it was Ryan Norberg was his teammate back in the day. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and, yeah. They went back and forth in Newcastle for the championship. That's right. Um, yeah. And you got Pedro Hiltebrand coming with him as well uh, under the PSL tent. So two international drivers right there, they're going to kind of really stand out. Um, what was the other driver that I saw too? Uh, and then uh, we'll, we'll throw in the ca Canadian drivers as well as, as uh, international with uh, Thomas Nevu. You know, he's been, really pretty consistent on top five performance over yeah. the winter months with a Trinity Karting Group Kart Republic machine. So we'll see if uh, he's able to keep that up at NOLA. Uh, two drivers I think uh, will be ones to watch. Of course, we've seen them do well at NOLA and at other events as well, both Carson and Cole Morgan. I'm pretty sure Cole was a winner last year. I think Carson was too en route to their championships. So uh, I have a feeling both those guys will be strong. How about, you know, we've had some really good, uh, really impressive debuts in junior as well. I mean, from juniors coming up, David, one in particular being Jeremy Fletcher. Kids come out of the gate after winning two Super Nationals uh, junior races last December to cap off his junior career. What a, what a start to the season, you know, three months in. Yeah, Fletcher had what he have two victories last year in the uh, in the junior category. Race X30 Junior had two victories there. So he knows his way around this racetrack. Noah Baker, another driver that won twice in K100 Junior. He'll be race, racing uh, in the senior X30 division uh, this weekend as well. So those are probably two of the outstanding uh, rookie drivers coming into the weekend. Uh, another driver with a lot of uh, experience to watch, though, uh, Jake Drew on the yep. Formula Works GFC cart. Uh, just got off of racing ARCA this past weekend uh in Irwindale and gonna head over to Nola and I you know he was our super nationals pole sitter uh was right there in the mix just didn't work out for him uh, to to battle for the victory at the end there so I would expect to see him probably with one of the targets on his back yeah a point leader right now in the Arca West program too <laughs> after after the Irwindale weekend uh, other guys should just jump it out at me right now this past weekend we saw Kiriako Sukas David at the Challenge of the Americas. He's kind of riding a high right now. I, I expect him to be strong. And what about Cameron Weinberg on the CRG with Speed Concepts Racing? Uh, has really jumped into that, that CRG chassis and has been a guy we've been talking about quite a bit for these main events. Yeah, certainly has shown a lot of speed on the on the CRG KT5. Been uh, working really well, you and Jeffrey and, and Tony Soro and the rest of the Speed Concepts Racing crew. And uh, I, I think he's going to be one of those to, to be a factor in qualifying. If he can keep uh, things together and kind of get that race craft dialed in a little bit better, I think he could have a shot at certainly the podium. Other guys I just had uh, highlighted here when I scrolled up through the spreadsheet, uh, John Burke with Supertune, Nate uh, Cicero, Rawlison always running up front. Wes Duchak with Rawlison's kind of stepped to the forefront a little bit as well. Uh, strong run last year, the Supernats for Frankie Mossman back with Team Benick. Blake Nash with Nash Motorsports. Aiden Rudolph making the jump to X30 Senior, having run the KA100 Senior during the Winter Series for PSL Karting. And I actually put a little, little one here on Santiago Tresini as well with Supertune. I think they've got some good drivers under the Supertune tent for uh, for X30 Senior. I don't think we mentioned Aiden Rudolph. I just did. Yeah, I talked oh, about sorry. Aiden, right? I'm yeah. sorry. I missed that. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And maybe another one will be Hayden Jones, right? I know that you get a chance to see Hayden Jones quite a bit as well. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I don't believe, yeah, he did race at the uh, USPKS program, was among those uh, battling up front all weekend long. Didn't I don't think got the results he exactly wanted to, but uh, probably gearing up and getting ready to head pro tour. 
Good to see uh, Dalton Haynes back on the uh, entry list again. Driver out of Greensboro, uh, North Carolina, and uh, saw that Zach Clayman DeMello, uh, former Super Nationals winner, Team Team Canada Rotax driver, IndyCar driver, Atlanta uh, Indy Lights driver, he'll be racing with Team Bennett this weekend. Yeah, I had a pretty good performance at the USPKS race in Orlando. Uh, I think he was a little out of shape, so maybe uh, he put in a couple of uh, gym <laughs> sessions in between uh, then and now, so uh, he'll be ready to go at NOLA. Although it is a long racetrack, um, it's a lot of back and forth, so maybe it'll be a little bit easier on him uh, as it's not as tight and confined like the Orlando Kart Center is. Yeah, no doubt. I'll, I'll bust his butts a little bit, though, when I get there on that, David. That's good insight for sure. Um, let's go to KA 100 senior 25 entries in total. Cole Morgan, as I said before, the two, uh, 2021 champ, a uh, couple of wins for him. Cole Schrader, Noah, uh, Noah Allison, uh, Nolan Allison, rather Austin Garrison, Thomas Anunziata, all race winners. Uh, how things go at the Texas sprint racing series. Anybody stand out there? You think we should be watching? Did you, did you stand out for a reason? <laughs> Oh, I didn't actually, but okay. That's Sorry, I just thought I thought it was good. I thought it was good because it was Alex Stanfield who actually came out with the victory uh, on the weekend. He beat out uh, top qualifier Peyton Phillips. Or, yes, was he? The, let me double check my notes here. Uh, no, he was not top four, but he won both heat races uh, in of uh, when they split them up into groups. So uh, Stanfield was able to get away and and score the big victory. Uh, Peyton Phillips second, and Gia Cicero. We keep talking about her. We do, I think, yeah. Uh, early twenty twenty two program. She's been top five a lot this uh, excuse the winter series and Great. even at the USPKS. So uh, a top a podium finish for her at the Texas Sprint Racing Series. So uh, put her Phillips and Stanfield as uh, early contenders going into the weekend. Yeah, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling down. I don't see uh, Peyton Phillips on the entry list on the one I have here. Oh, that is correct. I didn't even notice that. Yes. Uh, so like, uh, maybe maybe it could be a walk up entry. Uh, that's yep. something I did not confirm because I did not notice that. So um, I thought for sure we'd see him there. Obviously, the Texas he is a Texas driver and maybe he's just kind of focusing on uh, USPKS and and uh, the Texas Sprint Racing Series. But um, he did not have a good uh, I think one of the days he actually missed the main event at USPKS due to uh, some incidents. So uh, not, yeah, not sure. Maybe he could be a walk-up entry. Maybe he was waiting to see how the weekend went uh, <laughs> right? this right. past weekend. Uh, of course, we talked about Jeremy Fletcher already in the X30 senior class. He'll be in the uh, KA100 senior and would definitely be a driver to watch. Same with Carson Morgan, right, David? These, these two junior drivers coming up and l- literally not taking their foot off the throttle, right battling for race wins as rookies and freshmen here in, in the senior classes. Yeah, we do not have Cole Morgan on the entry list. That's some, another thing I was un- unable okay. to check on that. So he actually had, you know, obviously the uh, the Scusa, um, I forgot the name of the program. Uh, yeah, the, uh, what do they call it? The Circle of Champions. Cre- circle of Champions. Champions. I was going to say, you created it. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> the, circle, the, circle uh, the Circle of Champions. Uh, so he had a free entry for the whole program. So I'm not sure if he took that and moved it to X30 for the year or not, but uh, we'll, well, that will be something that you'll have to check out uh, trackside on Friday. Uh, a couple of drivers coming out of the Leading Edge Motorsports camp. I think we, we need to watch for, obviously, Oliver Calvo. Anytime he's in a, in a field, especially in the 100cc, he could take a run at it. And they've also got Nicholas DeAndrea under Greg Bell's Leading Edge Motorsports tent. We're going to talk about a little bit of a shakeup when we get to the shifter card category when it comes to Leading Edge. Some new big news dropping out here. But Calvo and DeAndrea, I think, will be two to watch out for. You mentioned Gia Cicero. 
super impressive she has been to start this season. I think I think she could challenge for for a podium and potentially a race win. It all depends how things shake down for her. She was good there last year, as I remember, David. I think was running top ten, like six, seventh, or eights or something like that. Maybe even to the top five, and then got taken out in the second half of the racetrack uh, in, in one of the main events. So I know that she's got good speed for sure. There are three Canadians in the field. We'll begin with uh, the Alley brothers, Daniel and Adam. They'll be racing under the Racing Edge Motorsports crew. Uh, they they were uh, at USPKS, so they're doing a lot of racing here in the U.S. But Cedric Lupian, uh, yeah. another top driver in X30 uh, senior division, moving over to KA100 senior. So that'll be interesting to see how, uh, how Lupian does in the uh, 100cc category. Uh, you know, anytime I see Connor Ferris in a, in a 100cc field, you know he's going to be able to battle for the win, which I think is key. And, and I like, I'm going to put a little hi- highlight on, on Caleb Schrader for a Rawlson performance group, too. I think he may be one to step up a little bit here. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, a victory last year in the, uh, uh, at the, at the, um, Spring Nationals in Utah, so yeah. certainly has a has a victory under his belt. Knows how to be up front and uh, hasn't hasn't been in the cart recently as much. So we'll see if uh, he's able to shake off the rust quickly. All right, so let's jump into that pro shifter class I talked about. Nineteen entries, which is awesome. Uh, the twenty twenty one champ, of course, AJ Myers. He won in eighteen. He won in twenty twenty. Five wins on the season last year. Jake French getting the other one uh, again. David, any you know with AJ Myers and the KZ. And the magic cart, that's just a it's just such a strong package, is it not? It's it's the one to beat. That certainly is what it go what's everybody's mindset going into the weekend. You know, he's kind of set the bar all last year. He had that uh, mechanical that put him on the sideline to take away that that victory on Saturday at Newcastle, but uh, came right back the next day to score a fifth straight or fifth victory in the six rounds to uh to kind of seal the deal for the championship. Uh, you got, yeah, I, it's basically going to be the same familiar people that, uh, we've seen in the past with Myers, uh, Jake French last year, a race winner and a former series champion along with four time, uh, super nationals winner, Billy Musgrave, who finished third in the championship. So he'll carry the uh, number three cart on the factory cart that he'll be driving. You know, he, he put in some work at the winter series to kind of, you know, get, you know, dial, dial out the bugs and uh, and see if he can be a, a contender for the championship in 2022. Yeah, how about the guy that we just saw sweep the main events and win the championship of the Challenge of the Americas, Hunter Pickett, coming off uh, a really strong weekend at Sonoma. He didn't get the chance to get on track, of course, um, at, at NOLA, instead running for the championship uh, with the Challenge. But, man, this kid, this kid was – I shouldn't call him a kid anymore. He's married with, a, he's married with his own kid. Uh, Hunter, this young man, uh, is uh, – really at the top of his game right now too well you got four drivers on the gfc tent that are probably going to be among those that are trying to take down that aj myers you got uh jacob gulick who won in phoenix at the challenge you have kyle wick who doubled up at the tucson aboard that track magic and then cole shade he hasn't been racing yet this year but uh been wrenching for uh, jonathan tolo in the masters category but uh you got to think all four of those drivers are going to be working together uh, under the tent, trying to uh, to find optimal speed all weekend long. Well, and let, let's let's just before we tackle, there's a couple other names I want to throw out there, but let's tackle the, the big news, David, that happened yesterday. Danny Formal coming off, he and Greg Bell at Leading Edge Motorsports on the Formula K coming off what was an absolutely stellar performance in the Florida Winter Tour, the Rock Cup Florida Winter Tour, won all three main events to win that championship, 
over AJ Myers and Jake French and a solid group of shifter car drivers. So Formal is going to come in with all this momentum. They've got that the the, the uh, Formula K chassis dialed in exactly the way they wanted. I was, you know, I've been talking to Greg quite a bit over the last week and a bit. They were so pumped coming into this race, and then the essentially getting the rug pulled out from underneath them. Danny Formal testing uh, positive for COVID. He will he will not be at the event. I'll let you talk about it and then drop in who's actually going to take the seat because it makes it just as exciting with the the guy that they've got to to sub for Danny on the weekend. Yeah, it's a tough break for Danny. Obviously, the momentum was on his side going into the weekend. You know, he he got uh, he got the one up uh, th- or really three up on AJ Myers and Jake French going yeah. into the weekend with a, a sweep at the Florida Winter Tour. Obviously, it's a different engine package, so that that's a little bit of a factor because as we saw, Formal exactly wasn't up to speed last year at the Summer Nationals when he did come to the Pro Tour event. Uh, and then again at the the winter series, just not quite there. So, you know, Myers had just a little bit more than he did, but you got to expect that the momentum was going to help carry him into the weekend. He loves NOLA Motorsports Park. He loves jumping the curbs there and he loves going fast. So it's a, it's a tough break to uh, to see for Mal. Unfortunately, you know, the travels between the U.S. and Costa Rica, he, he's been doing that a lot. And unfortunately, uh, you know, again, just one of those positive tests. Maybe it'll maybe it'll go away quickly and uh, he'll test negative. But, uh, you know, we hope the best for Danny. But uh, it certainly brings up an interesting scenario. Right. We saw Greg Bell put up on social media. Hey, the ride is open. I need a top driver. And one driver decided to make the call. And that was Connor Zillage. Uh, making the call and he will fill in for Danny Formal on the leading edge motorsports formula case. So it's kind of, kind of eerie because last year we saw Greg Bell working with uh, a friend and, and rival of, of Connor Zillage, Brent Cruz all yeah. last year. Yeah. So we saw Cruz make that, that shift, that movement over into shifter cart racing at the age of 13. We have Connor Zillage FIA Academy trophy champion from 2020 did all senior racing last year, got that under his belt, got a number of victories uh, and at all different programs, USPKS, SCUSA, all over the place, Florida Winter Tour champion as well. And and so now he's made the move. They're both racing each other in the Trans Am series this year. So he's got some shifter racing under his belt, just not shifter cart racing. That's, uh, that's going to be the one kind of the – it's going to be a learning curve, I think, on the weekend. Steep. Uh, obviously, getting off getting yeah. off the line will be it. And then, again, just racing with six gears instead of uh, single speed around the NOLA Motorsports Park. Yeah, he's been doing the Trans Am racing, as we know. Did a bunch of uh, MX-5 Cup racing, too. So it, it, I just think it's cool to see Connor getting into that seat. It's going to be a, definitely a talking point uh, throughout the weekend. And, again, I, I echo your sentiments about uh, Danny Formal not being able to be here. Man, such so much momentum with he and, and Greg Bell and the whole Leading Edge crew with the dominate, dominant uh, performance they put in on the on the winter series with that package and i know that they uh, were really looking forward to getting here really you know getting in there with uh with french and myers to try to, to try to win this race uh speaking of french a couple other drivers david with him under the psl karting camp that i want to bring up i expect to see them in the top 10 one being david greco and the other being michael stevens both those drivers have been pretty good uh over the last year two years and uh in the winter programs as well so i think both those guys should be top 10 runners yeah, it's good to see again, 19 drivers in the field. So a number of different contenders that are going to be competing a number of drivers that you look at like, oh, that's a top 10 driver right there. 
and there's only 19 drivers, so it's a good solid field going into the weekend. Let me let me just do one more for for fun because I think this is really super cool. Um, obviously, Billy Musgrave there with his own cart, right? The factory cart that he designs and builds, uh, the American-made factory cart. Uh, he's got one of his old teammates back again this weekend. Chente Salas uh, from near here in Temecula, California, is going to be running this weekend. Chente did a lot of stuff, as we know, in the uh, the Pro 2 category when it was kind of the S2 semi-pro shifter cart classes and, and did really well there. One of the top guys on iRacing, does a lot of stock car racing, the NASCAR stuff on iRacing, wins a lot of big races, transitioning actually into to full-size outdoor real-life stock cars. Raced this past weekend at Hickory uh, Speedway in North Carolina uh, in a late model. He's going to transition. Sure. He's going to – what's that? Sure. Hickory, yeah. Hickory. I'm, sure he, I'm sure he had some legendary uh, Bojangles sweet tea while he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But Ch- but Chente is going to run the factory cart this weekend with Billy. So transitioning from the big stock car, coming back here to run at, at NOLA. I like seeing his name on there. This this is a kid that's going places in the stock car world, coming out of iRacing and then you know getting into into some uh, some late models in the, as I said in North Carolina. So I'm I'm, I'm excited to see him on the grid. I think it's, it'll be a lot of fun. Well, it certainly helps to have a teammate, you know, when you, when you make that transition, it's tough if if you're a a solo team operation. So to be able to, you know, Billy's been in the cart all, all winter long, as we know he normally is, uh, to be able to, to, to get that data and go back and forth between those two, they'll hopefully help him get, uh, acclimated back into the carting mode and, uh, be quick right out the gate. Yeah, we'll see three factory carts on the grid as Liam Jones and Aventura, California, joining Billy and Chente as well. All right, uh, that wraps up our first three. Let's go to another break. When we come back after this uh, quick one, we'll do X30 Junior, KA100 Junior, X30 Master, and Master Shifter. Trader, Evans, Pruitt, Haddock, McMurray. Karting legends are created here at the Quincy Grand Prix. This is Randy Kugler, the voice of this iconic event. The Quincy Grand Prix returned in June of 2021, a year after being postponed in 2020 due to the coronavirus pandemic. The park is back again this year, bigger and better than ever. So mark the June 11th and 12th weekend on your calendar, and we'll see you there. On that gorgeous late spring weekend, for the 34th time since 1970, competition carts will once again rip around the spectacular and beautiful 1.2-mile circuit set inside the South Park of Quincy, Illinois. This is your chance to race in front of over 15,000 spectators. The 2022 edition of the Quincy Grand Prix marks the 52nd anniversary of the first time Carters raced around this historic venue. To celebrate the event, a total cash purse of $10,000 will be paid out over the four pro classes competing on the weekend. A total of 11 categories will be competing for the unique trophy given to all race winners, the Gussie, designed and named after the original race founder, Gus Trader. Registration is now open, so don't wait and enter now at QuincyGrandPrix.com and become legendary. We'll see you at the park. CRG is one of the most iconic brands in karting. And we're primed and ready for the 2022 season with new material and a never-ending focus on winning. CRG Nordam is the North American distributor for all CRG products. Based outside of Houston, Texas, CRG Nordam supports CRG dealers across the continent, reaching every corner of North America. The CRG KT5 is our new chassis for tag and shifter racing. 
and it's been designed specifically for the U.S. market. The KT5 features 30mm construction with a 32mm front loop to increase front grip. CRG's new VEN 13 brake system is cutting-edge technology with a master cylinder that allows for pressure regulation within the system. Drivers can customize brake pressure to their own requirements to improve feel and to avoid brake lockup. The cart is finished with new KG 507-508 bodywork that has refined aerodynamics and reduced weight. For cadet drivers, the 2022 CRG Black Mirror is already logging positive results to start the new season. This chassis will be making big waves in 2022. Longtime CRG drivers will be happy to know that the CRG Road Rebel, the standard in quality and performance, is still available. With Force Cycle Racing enjoying consistent growth in North America, CRG's FS4 chassis is the ideal choice for racers in brakes and Stratton competition. From pure racing to karting entertainment, many tracks, both indoor and outdoor, have made the switch to the CRG Centurion rental cart line. Five different models for both gas-powered or electric engines can fit any track's needs for a new rental cart fleet. CRG Nordam has a full inventory of rental carts available for new and existing facilities. For more information on the CRG product line, head to www.cartcrg.com and to inquire about a North American dealer near you, please email us at info at cartcrg-nordam.com. Past the halfway point of this edition of the EK and Outlap, our preview podcast of this coming weekend, Supercarts USA Winter Nationals, the opening round of the Pro Tour uh, this weekend at Nola Motorsports Park. Rob Howden alongside David Coles, we provide you with the preview. Let's move to X30 Junior, David. 31 entries in total. Carson Morgan, the champion, obviously won't be defending. He's moved up to the senior category. Uh, and in fact, you look at the winners from last year, only one still around. That's Max Garcia. Both Carson Morgan, uh, he got three wins last year. Jeremy Fletcher with two wins. They both move up to the senior categories. So Garcia, a winner from last year, ready to go at it next 30 junior. Uh, but again, let's start as we did before. How things go at the Texas Sprint Racing Series last weekend? Who should we look for based on those performances? Well, picking up the victory was Caleb Gaffera, uh, a driver we've seen pick up numerous victories over the winter months. Got that four win, became the uh, February driver of the month with that performance in Homestead. He was able to beat out Elio Meza and Max Taylor, uh, another driver who's kind of been stepping up in the winter months. So be able to watch out for uh, for Max Taylor with the uh, Mike Doty Racing LN Racing Cart. So uh, Meza, though, may I don't recall him ever racing X30 Junior, so this will be his first double-duty weekend racing both X30 Junior and KA100 Junior as well. Well, we've seen the K Caleb Gaffera-Max Garcia battle through micro <laughs> into mini, now into junior. So, you know, both of those drivers, no doubt about it, will be, will be fighting up front. Another guy that's been really good out of the gate, uh, uh, David, has been Aiden Ingrata. Uh, for Speed Concepts Racing uh, at the Winter Series event and races that you've been at, you've seen him racing for wins uh, every, every time he uh, every time he hits the racetrack. Yeah, the USPKS weekend was a battle between Ingrata and Gaffera. Ingrata won one day, and Gaffera won the other. So they were certainly the uh, the head of the class uh, on that weekend. But again, Nola is a different racetrack, so I would expect to see more of a, a bigger lead pack and and drivers unable to kind of break away. And Christian Miles could be another name we see in there. Yep. And um, uh, um, 
coming off victory at the uh, at the Challenge in the Americas, Christian Cameron, another driver that uh, has some momentum on his side. Agreed. If we go to the Scusa Pro Tour, I mean, the Winter Series as well, a, a kid that kind of exploded onto the scene by winning some races was Stephen Miller uh, for Chad Dockin Racing. I think Stephen, you know, he, here's a kid that's getting more momentum, um, starting to run some bigger races right now, coming out of Florida, did a lot of racing down at Anderson Race Park, uh, you know, in Palmetto, Florida, but has kind of exploded onto the national scene. And I expect to be talking a lot about him throughout the weekend. Yeah, and just won the so after the USPKS weekend, won the Florida Winter Tour Championship in the Junior Rock Division. So there you go. Uh, yep. it's got got a championship under his belt, got a USPKS victory under his belt. So a lot of and Scusa Winter Series victories as well. So a lot happening for him in this this season already. How about Team Bennett? They're lining up some pretty good drivers here in X30 Junior. You got Brandon Carr, the Brit. You've got Michael Costello, and then you've got last year's mini Swift champion on the Pro Tour, Enzo Vidmontier. And that's a pretty good uh, um, three punch right there. Yeah, we th- uh, Vidmontian still getting those uh, those rookie stripes off his uh, his bumper. Uh, yeah. Had a couple of good performances. Had a couple that uh, you know didn't quite go his way. But Brandon Carr was among those uh, battling the second weekend at the Scusa Winter Series program, and uh, was racing against uh, Grafera and Max Garcia uh, for victory there in that last race uh, on Sunday in the X thirty Junior Division. So. Carr could be one of those that uh, could be among those fighting for the podium. Uh, a lot of momentum to start the season for Sebastian Weldon and JC Carding as well. Yeah, Weldon, another driver to uh, to claim a, uh, a championship. Won the uh, the Scusa Winter Series champion championship uh, in in this category, so uh, he's got momentum on that side. Uh, didn't quite perform well at USPKS. Not quite what he wanted to do. Uh, but still pretty showed some pretty good speed. So you expect to see him uh, be among those, the contenders on the weekend. Uh, Jesus Vasquez Jr., pole sitter at the uh, Super Nats and what, in KA100 Jr., I think it was? Is that correct? It was, was K. it was, no, it was KA100 Jr. Yeah, K. was it? <laughs> yes, K. <laughs> too, man, too many junior categories to try yes. and remember with that. Um I want to say it was K100 Junior because it was in the morning session, if I recall correctly. So, uh, yeah, he he had a victory at the Challenge of the Americas and Phoenix. So that's I think maybe because he's racing in NOLA this weekend, he wasn't in Sonoma with his father uh, to race that Junior 100 category that weekend, this past weekend. Uh, so yeah, I would expect him to be among those challenging. Who else you got? I've got Parker Long uh, highlighted here as well for Ryan Perry Motorsports. And I've also got Cooper Shipman for Iron Rock Motorsports. Both those drivers I expect to, to potentially find their way into the top 10, if not higher. Yeah, more drivers doing the double duty, both Shipman and Mesa doing double duty with Iron Rock. Normally, they were only the KA100 junior division. So now they're double dipping. So that's going to be that's going to be an interesting scenario on how that plays out. Uh, Diego Ardila is another rookie uh, that could uh, that could be in the top five to top ten as well. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that for sure. Let's go now to the KA100 Junior category. Uh, we just did the seniors. Let's go. I mean, the uh, the X30s. Let's go to Junior in KA100. Thirty-one uh, uh, entries uh, there as well. And again, Carson Morgan, of course, doubled up on the championships last year. Noah Baker got two wins. Carson got a couple. Uh, we know both of those drivers have moved up. Austin Jurs is another driver who won last year. But uh, Caleb Gaffera, David, was another winner. Uh, he won this category last week at the Texas Sprint Racing Series as well. So Gaffera with a lot of momentum coming into the weekend. 
Yeah, two wins on the weekend, four wins at Scusa Winter Series. I uh, picked up a uh, victory at USP Cast along with two other podium finishes. So, again, trophies everywhere he goes uh, in 2022 thus far. He was able to beat out Mesa for the victory with um, uh, Ivana Richards in the third position. I like that. I think Ivana will be strong. I, she's uh, she's been getting better and better in the in the hundred cc category. Um, you look at Oscar Iliff. I think for Iron Rock Motorsports, he's going to be a guy that you expect to be up front. Uh, you mentioned Chris. We, we talked about Christian Cameron already coming off that uh, challenge of the America's uh, Championship and the win on Sunday there. So man, there's a lot of momentum. Stephen Iser as well, David. Another another so, uh, Sonoma, California driver uh, from from the Sonoma Raceway uh, Club and and, and track who I think is going to be good coming out of the gate. A lot of momentum coming off the last weekend. Not not at NOLA, but still good momentum uh, success-wise. Yeah, good momentum. Hopefully they'll get over the jet lag of going from the West <laughs> Coast true. to the East Coast and be That's able true. to compete. Uh, but yeah, uh, Cameron among those doing the double duty. Gaffera doing double duty along with uh, Mesa and, and Shipman. Ivana Richards doing double duty as well. Max Taylor doing double duty. Jesus Vasquez Jr. also doing double duty. So n- something that was different. We didn't see a lot of double duties. I think Gaffera and Stephen Miller were the only ones doing the double duty. Miller here again doing double duty as yep. well. So a lot more drivers at the Pro Tour going double. I think Graham Trammell should be strong. Do you agree with me on that one? Yeah, I would put Graham Trammell in there. You know, obviously with the Rawlison Performance Group, uh, you know, they they got uh, Grafera leading the way, but uh, Trammell is able to kind of feed off of that. Uh, they also have Ernesto Riviera, uh, who he was the top qualifier uh, at Nola Motorsports Park. So he is actually, um, I thought he was a local. I guess he's not, but uh, he was able to set uh, fast time. Uh, there at the uh, <clears throat> excuse me at the Texas Sprint Racing Series in qualifying. Uh, names again, we're we're expecting to be up front. Cooper Shipman, Charlie Smith, Max Taylor. We've mentioned them already. Jesus Vasquez Jr. Uh, in the category as well. This is this is going to be pretty interesting. There's a couple drivers I think that we expect to <clears throat> get to the pointy end of the grid, but I think anywhere you know third on back to tenth, David. There's a lot of drivers in the field that if they get comfortable with this racetrack. Man, you know they're gonna, I guess even like a Spencer Conrad, right? They're going to be able to find themselves. Uh, in a position where, where they could run top 10 or, or better. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, man. It won't go away. Uh, let me throw in uh, Oscar Iliff, uh, Iron Rock Motorsports driver in his second year now in the junior ranks. Sorry, I missed it. And uh, Valentino Gar- Garbarino. Yeah. Yeah. Garbarino is pretty right. good for Ryan Perry Motorsports um, in the winter series action too. So Garbarino could be a driver who's who's in the fight there as well. Again, this should be a lot of fun to watch. A lot of the drivers we see up front in X30 Junior very likely to be up uh, front in X30 senior. David mentioned a lot of the drivers doing double duty. Let's move to the two masters categories, David. It's going to be a little bit shorter to wrap this segment up because again, disappointing for me, only five entries in X30 masters, six in the master shifter category. Mario Barrios winning the championship last year on the, on the strength of a couple of wins, Matt Johnson, Danilo Romalho, <clears throat> just Peterson all getting wins as well. Uh, but this field just, you know, it, it's five drivers. Barrios really, really is going to be, the outright driver to beat. Well, Romalo coming back, you know, he won at NOLA last year. So I oh, think he's, yeah, he, I think, I think, you know, coming off the two victories at USPKS, he won the excuse a winter series program. Certainly has the momentum to, uh, to carry himself into the pro tour. I think Barrios is going to be certainly the top contender. So we could see a two driver battle all weekend long. Pete Vetter, the pistol is uh, making his pro tour debut. 
uh, after racing super nationals last year and did the SKU, the uh, USPKS weekend as well. So he could be a contender to, uh, to land on the podium. Uh, let's go and again. Those, yeah, those are the guys that we're going to be battling for. I think let's, let's go to master shifter right now. Jordan Musser's really dominated the action, uh, winning in 2013, 17, 18, and 19, three wins last year. Uh, Scott Barnes got a victory. Ryan Kinnear got a couple wins. David, no muster, no Barnes, no Kinnear on the uh, on the entry list I see right now for for the uh, Master Shifters. Yeah, Kinnear was only a one event uh, race yeah. last year at the the Summer Nationals, so he was able to sweep and kind of burn uh, Musser for two victories on that one. But yeah, <laughs> neither Musser nor Barnes. Barnes staying in Bermuda. Uh, not coming over. He did the Scusa Winter Series. Also, just raced at NOLA in the and won in the Masters Division for the SimCraft 24 Hours of NOLA just a couple of weeks ago. So he was able to pilot along with uh, a couple other Bermuda drivers and I think one other driver to uh, a victory in the Masters class aboard a Margay powered by Briggs and Stratton. So go with the whole 24 hour distance. I think it was somewhere like around 1400 laps, just a crazy wow. amount of laps. So uh, I would think that uh, Vincent Cassard and Victor Jimenez will probably be the two drivers to watch right now. Cassard with PSL karting, uh, definitely good speed battle that with Barnes last year here uh, behind Musser. Uh, Jimenez with Rawls Performance Group has won Winter Series races before, so I think those are two guys to watch. Uh, there'll be Tim Beloy uh, as well with PSL karting. Harden Motorsports Group with three drivers as well, Robert Feige, Ken Schilling, and Anthony Stifler. So we'll see which drivers are, are working their way to the podium when it's all said and done. But again, it's a shame, man. It's especially with Dave when we get this momentum for Pro Shifter, when we put 19 on the grid, end up only with the uh, the six master drivers. I would love to have seen 10 or more in that class. Yeah, again, just the ebbs and flows of our yep. sport. You know, we were seeing cadet levels at the highest we've ever seen, and now unfortunately we're seeing masters numbers at the lowest. Yeah, and we'll see whether things kind of ebb back in the other direction. Listen, that's all kind of part and parcel to this really kind of weird place we're in right now in terms of shifter cart racing with the Honda going away, the uh, the IAMI SSE 175 coming in and not getting the traction it expected. We've got the rock shifters. It's just a really weird place right now. KZ now coming in a little bit more. So, again, we're in an odd place for shifter cart racing in North America. And ideally, it's going to settle in over the next couple of years. One more break, and we'll cap off this edition of the ECAN Outlap. When we come back, we'll uh, have a look at Mini Swift and Micro Swift. Make that jump from the club level and race against the best in the country at the Texas Sprint Racing Series. The premier regional kart racing series in Texas is a five-race program that features five different tracks, all in the southern portion of the USA. The Texas Sprint Racing Series kicks off the season in the Big Easy on March 25th, 26th, and 27th, hosting round one at the NOLA Motorsports Park in New Orleans, Louisiana as a warm-up to the Supercarts USA Winter Nationals. The series returns to the Lone Star State on May 20-22, returning to the popular Speed Sports Racing Park in New Caney, Texas. One of the founding circuits in Texas, North Texas Cartway in Denton, is slated to host Round 3 on June the 24th to the 26th. Round 4 travels to the Texas Panhandle and the Amarillo Kart Circuit on August 5th, 6th, and 7th. The fifth and final round of the 2022 Texas Sprint Racing Series travels to the MSR Houston Karting Facility in Angleton, Texas on September 23rd to 25th. 
Details surrounding the rules and class structure for the official Supercarts USA and International Kart Federation Series can be found at TexasSprintSeries.com. All over the karting world, everyone knows OTK is the gold standard for quality and performance. In the U.S., OTK USA is the source for all things OTK. From the legendary Tony Kart brand to the race-winning Cosmic and Xpree chassis, and now the new Red Speed and EOS brands, OTK quality is second to none. All five brands are winning races and championships across the country in national programs like the Rock Cup USA Florida Winter Tour and the Challenge of the Americas, the Scusa Pro Tour and Winter Series, and the Pro Kart Challenge, the United States Pro Kart Series, and the WKA Manufacturers Cup. And OTK products are also front and center on the podium of club and regional races from coast to coast. To learn more about a specific product line, you can find the OTK USA dealer near you, whether it's Tony Kart, Cosmic, Xpree, Red Speed, or EOS, visit www.otkusa.com. Specific chassis territories are still available, so kart shops interested in adding a winning component to their product lineups can contact OTK USA directly. Welcome back to the ECAN Outlap, our preview podcast of this coming weekend. Supercarts USA Winter Nationals at NOLA Motorsports Park, the opening two rounds of the Supercarts USA Pro Tour. David, let's go to Mini Swift, uh, 39 entries, a lot, of, a lot of good momentum in the cadet categories across the country right now. Enzo Vidmontiem was the champion last year on, a, on the strength of three big victories. He's moved up into the junior class. Uh, is it Jack, was it Jack, Jack Iliff, right? Correct. Jack Iliff, yeah. Jack Iliff uh, won, a win, uh, won a victory, as did Mateus Arjuela. He got a couple. Uh, Iliff was P2 in points last year uh, in 2021. Let's see how things uh, racked up at the Texas Sprint Racing Series last week. Who actually came away with the victory? It was Carson Weinberg aboard the CRG Black Mirror chassis with Speed Concepts Racing, able to pick up the victory just ahead of Jack Iliff with Tyler Roberts in the second position. So uh, I think those are certainly the three favorites going into the weekend. Iliff coming over. Back from racing in Europe all winter yeah. long uh, with Perlin uh, factory team. Now back with his Iron Rock Motorsports crew aboard the Perlin. Uh, certainly looked strong back in NOLA, but Weinberg able to score the victory and and kind of get more momentum going in. You know, certainly was a top qualifier at USPKS among those battling for victories and the podiums uh, all weekend long there. We saw him quick at, at Homestead as well, too. So I would expect to see Weinberg there. And then Roberts picking up that first USPKS victory. Yeah. Orlando is going to certainly carry that momentum into this weekend. Yeah, all three of those drivers, right? Iliff, Roberts, and Weinberg. A lot of momentum, a lot of confidence right now. Iliff coming over from Europe, as you had said. So he's going to have a ton of confidence. So they're definitely three drivers will be up front. But this is going to be... As I scroll through it, uh, this class and, and I've highlighted names, man, this, this is going to be tight. Because let's let, let's start by who do we throw in first? Do we go Keelan Harvick first? Well, let, let me start with Oliver Weldon. Let me start okay. with Oliver Weldon, a uh, Scusa Winter Series champion. Let's kind of right. stay with the brand and, like and go there. You know, Oliver certainly performed well and one was, was one of those drivers to be able to compete directly up against uh, Keelan Harvick. Who yep. we saw step up in that second weekend and uh, and pick up a vic- pick up victories there or one victory there. So uh, yeah, Harvick adds it 
adds a, a name to the list. So there's there's five drivers to begin with right there. Right. Uh, we I can easily name five more, and we can continue on to probably naming half the field. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy, right? Um, Isaac Malkit, obviously, uh, uh, has, has had some pretty good runs as of late that we've watched him in the last couple of years uh, on the Cart Republic. So Malkit, I think, is one for sure. Asher Oxstein. Uh, has been really strong to start this season for Super Tune. How about uh, Alessandro Trucheau, David? Uh, wins the Micro Swift uh, category, the championship in the Winter Series. Moving up to Mini this weekend. I didn't know this. This is interesting to see Trucheau bump it up a, a level. Yeah, unfortunately, that's what we're starting to see now with uh, the Micros and Minis. You know, drivers moving up, possibly maybe a little bit too soon. But Trucheau certainly was dominant in the Micro Division at it the Scusa Winter Series. You know, there's there's been other drivers that moved up as well too this year, but they've they've shown well. I think that's the one thing. I think it's a little bit easier of a jump to go from micro to mini than it is to go from mini to juniors. Obviously, you're racing the same style cart. It's just a little bit of a quicker engine. And so it, that transition isn't much because you got to think about it. Trucho has been racing over in Europe. He actually missed the USPKS weekend to be uh, racing in Europe. So he's yeah. got he's got that experience racing against the, the older crew. So he has that uh, under his belt uh, and looks like he was he's ready to take it to uh, to the mini division this year. Well, let's throw this out there to people that don't know this early days in the pro tour. There wasn't even a micro. There wasn't mini. It was tag cadet. They all race together anyways, right? A whole age bracket essentially raced together uh, before we kind of split off. Well, it, right. We didn't have over 60 some drivers or I, when you look at uh, USPKS, nearly a hundred drivers. We yeah, only I, had like maybe 15 to 20 at the time when the, when the pro tour began. I'm just saying that it wasn't that the people were worried about that jump when really that, they, they all started at the mini level anyways. Micro right. is kind of something that's happened. Again, and ago. again, the whole reason we split them was, was not only because drivers to get more experience racing against similar drivers uh at their level but because the numbers are growing you know we don't need yep. to see uh, you know 40 field even though we're now we're seeing it 40 40 drivers in the cadet level and where half of them are not quite the same age you know it's a big gap between 12 and 7 years old yeah, i agree 100 percent agree with you uh, other drivers to watch out for in my mind giamatea rosso I think Rousseau should be pretty solid. Uh, Phaeton Serapon as well for AKT. Tristan Murphy for, for Team Nitro. Those are just three drivers again. And David, you said we could probably mention half the field, but but there's three drivers that uh, have been running top 10 to start the 2022 season. Uh, Vivek Canthan, another yep. driver racing in Europe. So he's coming over along with Jack Iliff, both raced with Parolin. Now uh, Canthan under the Parolin USA tent. He'll join Sarah Bradley and others. Sarah's been good. Yeah, Sarah's been Europe. good to start the season. Yeah. How about how about Turner Brown? We just watched him uh, at the Challenge of the Americas for GFC at Sonoma. Uh, definitely a young driver whose name we're going to talk about throughout 2022. Yeah, Turner Brown, Ty Fisher, the Canadian yeah. with, uh, with Race Lab aboard the JV cart on the West coast. And then on the East coast, so he's on the TB cart uh, certainly has the speed. He got that first podium at the challenge this past weekend uh, just has to stay out of trouble and is able to, uh, to contend for top 10 finish. Other guys that I put the highlight on Max Christia, uh, potentially Bobby Klein, Bron uh, Bronson Kustas, just a couple other names that I, Oh, and Nico Sarfati is going to be there as well. Nico didn't run last weekend, but Nico will be there with GFC racing uh, this coming weekend. Yeah. How come you always get a photo with him? Why can't I get one? 
because that's what Nico and I do. Every time we see each other, we get shots. So I'm literally no, going to have pictures with this kid till he's like 18 years old, right? It'd be perfect. Yeah, then no more selfies with you. Uh, <laughs> well, he, no, won't was, want, he won't want the selfies then. I mean, get away from me. It was man. good to see Nico and his mom there at the racetrack saying hi to everybody. So uh, great to see them. But uh, yeah, again, a lot of number, di- a lot of different drivers that are going to be in contention on the weekend. Uh, David, you looked at uh, the Texas Sprint Racing here. We didn't talk about that yet. In your notes here, you say that Paxton Dyson actually won the race, uh, Texas Sprint Racing, but isn't uh, isn't actually entered. That's interesting. Uh, well, we're not in micro yet, but yeah, oh, if you well, want to talk I mean, about mini, micro. Sorry, I'm in mini still. My, my apologies. My apologies. I, I jumped okay. forward. Let's go, let's go to the micro category. <laughs> what do we got in total for micro? 23. Good field. I like, yeah. Yeah, I, I like that level of field. It's not too crazy. And again, all the winners from 2021 have moved up. Giamatteo yeah. Rousseau, the defending champion, he's moved up. Tristan Murphy, Paython Serapon has moved Faithon. up. Phaethon. Phaethon, sorry. Phaethon. Phaethon Serapon. No Phaethon. D. I know. Uh, and, uh, Lucas Blasio <laughs> along yeah. with Keelan Harvick. So all those drivers were able to win last year. So that means all season long we're going to see drivers who pick up their first victory be uh, new new winners at the Scusa Pro Tour level. Davey, let me jump in real quick here and going back to Mini. I don't see uh, Palacio on the entry list. I wonder if he's a, a an entry that's going to be at track. I think he's an entry at track. I saw okay. his name on the map, uh, but yeah, oh. he is not on the uh, on the entry list. So good man. Yep. Let's talk then about. Uh, let's now go into who was fast at the Texas Pro Racing Series. <laughs> uh, Paxton Dyson picked up the victory in the Micro Swift Division ahead of Alex Chandler with drew waltz finishing in the third spot we have chandler and waltz that are on the entry list but there's no paxton dyson uh, again a lot of these names are new to us yeah not familiar with paxton dyson maybe possibly just a texas sprint racing series driver and not yeah. uh, looking to do pro tour yet agreed that's a possibility for sure uh both waltzes uh, are, are are running as well with motaz sport uh, devon's running in the uh, mini class drew in the micro category uh, for drivers that we've seen kind of run up front recently, you know, Rocco Simone uh, was a winner in the uh, in the Winter Series events, ran very strongly in the Scusa Winter Series program. Ashton Woon as well, David, uh, has been pretty strong both East Coast and West Coast in the races he's been in. Yeah, w- Woon has two victories at the Challenge in the Americas in the mini division. Uh, Simone picked up a victory at the USPKS event as well. So he's got uh, multiple wins with WK, Scusa. Or no, excuse it. It was just WKA. What else and did US, he win? USPKS. And USPKS. I th- that's right. He, he won something. I think it was a winter tour race. Yes. Yeah, I don't know that he won the winter tour because I think. He, no, won, I he won a race in January, if I recall correctly. I thought your show swept it. Well, uh, maybe. And I know he was on the podium. That's for sure. Winter tour, not winter series. Winter, oh, winter tour. tour. The Rock. Yes. See, the series. problem is, is there's too many damn series in the winter. <laughs> no kidding. Okay. Dude, the, the, the wind, January, February, March is busier than July, August, and September. Well, yeah, because we got we, we need time to go to the beach, right? Oh my god, it's crazy. Uh, other drivers you don't want to see this body without a tan. Believe I don't me. at all, at all, <laughs> at all. And I know that on vacation this week, you probably get that shirt off and we'll. No, no, no. Well, maybe for a day or two. Dude, listen, it's March break. Everybody from from Michigan is going to go down to Florida, so you're not going to be the only alabaster white guy out there so you'll be wow. all right well, at least yeah. i got a tan line though on my arms that's from the true, that's track, true. So. uh okay other guys to watch uh jackson porter for for team bennick kai mars trinity carding group uh jackson gibson 
from Rollison Performance Group and Troy Ferguson, I think, from Team Bennett. Those are just four. I'll throw it there as well. I uh, I don't think you said Jackson Gibson. Did you say? Oh, yeah, of course I did. You don't listen. Oh, to I, I heard you say here. Jackson Porter. Sorry, I I didn't hear you say that. No, Jackson, yeah, Jackson Gibson. Gibson for performance. Uh, Jaime for Garcia, Parallel USA, yeah. uh, Troy Ferguson, like you said, uh, and again, a lot of names that uh, we're still kind of learning and uh, and seeing uh, seeing them develop. Some were Agreed. at Winter Series, some were not. So again, uh, just watching that development. But you got to think, Woon, you know, he was the. Uh, him and Simone were the top two drivers behind Trisho. So you got to think those are going to be the guys to beat. That's my thought too. Yeah. I think that's what we're looking at. And again, as you said, David, what every, everybody essentially moving up uh, from, from micro to mini. We, and again, we're used to that every year drivers moving up, but not all the time is it everybody <laughs> mass exodus uh, on the graduation from micro to mini in the SCUSA program this year. Well, David, that wraps things up for this edition of the Outlap. Uh, again, you won't uh, won't be with us. You're going to be on vacation with the family in Florida. I have no doubt that you will not be tuning in at all. I wouldn't be either. There will be zero tuning. Maybe Unplug- maybe, a, maybe a glance at the SCUSA app. Okay, unplug, my friend. Unplug. Yeah. You deserve it. It's, uh, it's We've been thrashing throughout the uh, – from the Supernats on, right? It's literally been nonstop all the way through. So you enjoy that holiday for sure. I, on the other hand, as the business owner – Never get a break. So I'll just keep my head down and keep plugging. But... Do, do you want a pity party? We can <laughs> well, I got to I gotta take a week off sooner or later before I have a, a heart attack and die. And I don't want that to happen. So <laughs> uh, again, so it'll be Alicia Hodap taking David Cole's uh, position this weekend, handling all of our social media. So of course, watch Facebook and Twitter for the top 10 updates. We'll have a lot of stuff pushed out social media wise. Instagram, we'll do our, our one minute flats to start every day. I'll try to do a couple of interviews as well. It'll be pretty busy as I'll be alongside Xander Clemens on the Cart Chaser live video uh, coverage of the event this weekend. But always, as always, when it comes to the Winter, Winter Nationals uh, and any of our ECAN trackside live events, certain hashtags we'll always throw in there. You can search that hashtag to find out whatever you want. This weekend, hashtag ECAN at SCUSA, hashtag SCUSA Pro Tour, and hashtag Winter Nats 2022. Uh, hoping that, wa- that the weather lays off, but otherwise, uh, you know, getting there, Thursday night, tomorrow night at about eight or nine o'clock and trackside Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Looking forward to getting this pro tour, David, underway. Yeah, I will kind of keep a, keep an eye on, on March Madness to kind of see who wins our bracket challenge. I think Duke. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Even though I have Duke in the final game, I can't have them win because that'll make you better. Your score better than mine. Yeah, I can't win it though. Anyways, uh, Gary Osterholt's got the. If, if Duke goes all the way, our, our buddy Gary Osterholt's got the got the handle on this thing. I think, right? Yeah, I think so. So, uh, but yeah, no. Good luck to all the competitors. I hope uh, everybody stays safe and everybody has some good racing. A lot of different stories that are going to happen throughout the weekend. So I'm excited to uh, to come back on what April the 11th and and to read all about it. Yeah, it's an inter- obviously an interesting year. You know, David taking the vacation, I booked it. He's not going to be able to be here. I've got a conflict, so I'll miss my first ever Pro Tour race in May. Or, yeah, May, right? I won't be at the, uh, no, it's June, late June. Whatever it is, I won't be in Utah for the for the Spring Nationals this year. He and I will be back together for the Summer Nats. Uh, and, of course, uh, the next, actually, dude, the next time you and I are trackside is going to be at uh, Pat's Acres for the California Rock Cha- uh, Championship race. That's the next time we're trackside together. That is correct. Yeah, well, I'm excited to head to Pat Sakers for the first time. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it'll be a different uh, spring nationals for sure. Not having you there. 
but okay. uh, I'm sure I'm sure this weekend will be a little different not having me there as well, too. That's very true. Very true. Listen, folks, thank you so much for joining us for this edition of the ECAN Outlap as we previewed this coming weekend Supercarts USA Winter Nationals. Over 220 uh, drivers entered. We've uh, Going through the numbers, we've seen potential for a couple of walk-ups. Might get to 230, maybe 240. We'll see how it goes. Otherwise, some pretty good action lined up. We hope you join uh, us on everything we do on eCardiNews.com. All the coverage, we'll have daily reports, Paddock Insider on Friday, lots of social media. And as I said, I'll be part of the broadcast team for Cart Chaser and the live video coverage on the weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in. On behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.